0: and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kenzie Dozinski, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified professional coach, and this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. And to kick off the new year, we are spending the month of January talking about change. Now, I know many of you all are all about change right now. You're setting goals for yourself, forming new habits, And so, what I hope to do on today's episode is give you a different perspective on change than most of what's currently floating around on the internet. Because let's be honest, how many times in your attempts to make change in your life have you tried to implement something you heard on a podcast, read in a book, or found in an article that didn't work for you long term? As a marriage and family therapist, that doesn't surprise me at all. Why? Because humans and relationships are too complex for there to be a one-size-fits-all solution to the changes we're all wanting to make. So today, I want to share with you what I know about change from a systems perspective in hopes that at the end of this episode, you'll have a better understanding of your relationship to yourself, to your spouse, and to change itself. A little ambitious, but we'll see what happens. But before we dive in any further, this episode is brought to you by my free research based relationship quiz. Have you ever wanted a professional insider's look at your relationship? Well, I've created a short quiz that lets you in on the state of your relationship based on four components of marital health. After taking the quiz, you'll receive an immediate score, plus a description of your score will be sent straight to your inbox, followed by one action step, next steps to take, in one prayer for your marriage. To get in on that free resource, just visit bravemarriage.com/quiz. Again, that's bravemarriage.com/quiz. So, as a marriage and family therapist, I am trained according to something called systems theory, which is a theory developed in the 1940s by a biologist, a mathematician, and a social scientist that basically helps us to make sense of a complex world. It's a way of helping us understand interaction within and between living systems. So on a smaller level, examples of living systems include our cells, our brains, and our bodies. On a larger level, examples of living systems include our marriages, our families, communities, and societies. But whether we're looking at systems on a macro or micro level, the basic components of all systems include these two things. The interaction between the individual parts that make up the system itself, and the inputs and outputs that move in and out of a living, dynamic, and open system. In simpler terms, what goes in must go out, but not before the system itself reacts to and exchanges interactions between its parts. Now, you're probably wondering, what the heck does this have to do with change? Well, in my opinion, everything. Because I believe the reason we struggle to make change last is that we don't take the time to stand back and observe the changes we're trying to make from a systems perspective. To help you understand what I mean, we're going to talk through how systems theory is involved first in your individual life as you seek to make change, and secondly in your marriage relationship as you seek to make change there. So first, let's take a look at yourself from a systems perspective. You are a whole person made up of complex parts, which include your heart, soul, mind, body, and spirit. As a professor of mine in college used to say, we are biopsychosocial spiritual beings. You are also affected by the inputs you take in throughout your day. Messages from family, friends, your own self-talk, scripture, social media, advertising, pop psychology, etc. And those inputs, in turn, influence what you output, or in other words, how you show up in the world. For example, let's say you're trying to implement some new self-care practice. Well, first, you have to consider all the things that make you you. What do you most enjoy doing that leads to feelings of peace and rest? What is your soul craving that it's not getting? What is your body telling you it needs? What about your mental health do you need to pay attention to? And then secondly, you have to consider your inputs. What messages are you allowing to influence you? Are your social media inputs leading you to feel better or worse about yourself? Is your self-talk positive and encouraging or negative and self-critical? What cultural messages do you feel stuck under? Do you really believe that self-care is what's best for you and those you love? Or are you rubbing up against a lie that self-care is for the weak or the self-serving? See, we can try and modify our behavior all day long, but nothing will stick or last long-term until we understand how we work. What makes us as unique individuals tick? If I try to start a new self-care practice, but it doesn't align with my body, or if my mind and heart isn't fully on board, or if I'm allowing certain messages lead me toward shame and guilt about practicing self-care, how effective do you think I'm going to be in making my self-care practice last, right? So given that so many of us don't look at what we're trying to change from a system's perspective, it's no wonder then that when we've tried to work out before or tried to get up earlier or tried to do anything outside of our set norm, we either tend to struggle through it or we tend to give up and revert to our old ways. See, systems theory suggests that we are self regulating systems that will always prefer our set norm over change, even when the change we are trying to implement is for our good. But when we understand ourselves from a system's perspective, we're able to treat our lack of change not as failure, but as feedback. Feedback that lets us know what part of the system is resisting the change we're trying to make. So that's an illustration of what systemic change looks like within yourself. Now, I wanna give you a glimpse into what systemic change looks like in your marriage. So when you get married, you become part of an open living system that we call marriage. And that marriage quickly takes on a life of its own as you two interact and establish a set norm. And here's the thing, your set norm that you establish early on is either healthy or unhealthy, functional or dysfunctional. That's why I personally am so, so passionate about working with couples in their first few years of marriage because if we can establish a healthy norm up front, not only will that be the default setting you two return to, but the growth that occurs throughout your marriage will be aimed at moving from functional to thriving, rather than from dysfunctional to functional to thriving. See what I'm saying? Okay, but at the same time as you are setting an established pattern of interaction, your marriage has been and is being influenced by various inputs. Messages from friends, family, childhood, church, and culture. And all of that together creates your unique brand of marriage. That determines how you, as a couple, express yourself in the world. So, what does all of that mean in terms of making changes in your marriage? Well, let's say you'd both like there to be less conflict. The first step is to look at how the two of you currently relate right? You have to first understand the parts that make up the system, because conflict in and of itself isn't the problem. Actually, conflict is a catalyst for intimacy when you know how to do it right. The problem is how the system, your marriage, is interacting around conflict and being influenced by outside inputs. So does one of you typically start the fight while the other fights back? Or does one of you typically start the fight while the other shuts down? Where in the process of conflict are you two getting stuck? And then, what messages are you taking in? Perhaps you've inputted messages from different sources, such as, don't let the sun go down in your anger. Choose your battles. I can't believe your spouse treats you that way. Or you deserve better. Okay. Well, all those inputs do is help you temporarily modify your behavior while developing a negative attitude toward your spouse. Do you see the problem here? How can you work toward your goal of engaging in less conflict if you don't know how both of you and others are contributing to the very problem you're trying to fix? This is why so many of us end up doing more of the same that doesn't work in the end, like continuing to nag or complain to no avail or we end up changing our behavior in a way that avoids the issue rather than resolves it, such as shutting down or disengaging because that feels better than fighting. Does that result in less conflict? Sure, momentarily. Does it create healthy, lasting change? Not so much. So please hear me clearly on this point. With the exception of any type of abuse, When we try to make change in our marriages and things don't work or stick, it's hardly ever because our marriage is doomed or because our partner is the problem. It's almost always because we haven't taken a step back to look at the issues in our marriages as feedback as to what's not functioning properly within the system. Remember, it's not failure, it's feedback. Can you begin to see the implications this has for our lives and marriages as we seek to make change that lasts? Yes, it's complex, but it's also encouraging. What I find most encouraging about approaching change from a system's perspective is that you can use this knowledge of systems to arrive at your goals from any number of directions. Because as I said in the beginning, change isn't a one-size-fits-all process, especially not from a system's perspective. So the most important thing as you seek to make changes this month is that you understand yourself, your marriage, and thus you learn to create change not according to someone else's system and process, but according to your system and process. Because let's be honest, that's the only way it's ever going to stick. So over the next five weeks, we are going to talk about how to change our habits, our attitudes and our marriages using a systems perspective to help us make change that lasts. So some of the things I've talked about today will come up again, and I'll also dive a little bit deeper as appropriate. Thus, your action step for this week is to identify one habit, one attitude, and one change that you would like to make in your marriage. Think about what's the most feasible, and what would make the biggest difference in your life and marriage. And also know that if you would like more help with this beyond the podcast, I'm available for couples coaching and marriage therapy in Lexington, as well as for couples coaching or consultations online or over the phone. My prayer for you this week is that you would see evidence of God doing a new thing in you, and that because of that, you wouldn't lose hope but you would trust him for the process. I seriously can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye-bye. just as fragile